god. <laughs> Diana, this is like everything I want. It's very you. <laughs> oh my god. Sparkly crap top girl. <laughs> I just got the best gift of my life. I did not know this existed. It's a pistachio bowl. <laughs> well, empty shells, I think you discard on the inside. <laughs> In action. Look, it has a place for your phone, too. It's the happiest I've ever seen her. <laughs> Welcome to another fantastic edition of the 411. He is Chris Young, and I am Marcus Painter. Hi, I'm Diana Gill. Michelle Eaton. And as Marcus said, I'm Chris Young, but I'm so excited. We have a very special guest. And without further ado, our special guest is... Hi, I'm Amber Harper. So Harper and I go back, um, and actually Diana, uh, back to the Google Innovator in Washington, D.C., and she's incredible. So um, Harper, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about what you're into. Hey, 411. I'm so, so extremely honored to be here tonight. Um, so I actually am into lots of things. Personally, I'm a mom. I'm a wife. And I have a bulldog, Oliver. If you follow me on Instagram, you've seen Ollie. Um, but um, anyway, professionally, I taught for 12 years in public education and just recently made uh, the leap to entrepreneurship and to serve teachers in a different way. So I am creator of Burned In Teachers. So if you've seen anything posted on social media, um, at Burned In Teacher, that's me. And I am a teacher coach and an ed tech consultant full-time. So Harper, tell us a little bit about what you do and how you support teachers um, beyond your ed tech consulting, um, because I do think that it's unique from um, what we see out there. Absolutely, Diana. Um, so there's a couple of components to what Burned In Teacher is. Um, when it started back in 2016, it was just a blog. And I say just a blog lightly because it was really my outlet when I was going through burnout. I had found Google um, as a way for me to learn how to use um, Google in my classroom with my students. I had just moved to a one-to-one -one school corporation who had been doing it for a long time. And I didn't feel overwhelmed by it, but I definitely wanted to learn more and then learn you could get Google certified and all of that stuff. So I did that and blogged about it. But the reason I was so passionate about blogging about it was because along with that, I was sharing my story of teacher burnout. And I felt so alone and sometimes crazy and isolated. So I decided to be really honest and vulnerable and share my story through the blog. It got excellent uh, response. I got lots of comments from people and emails from people that wanted to tell me their story as well. <clears throat> so I realized through several months um, that this could be more of a support system than what I was offering through the blog. Um, so along the, those lines of, of 
writing the blog, I also um, got certified as a Google trainer and then Google innovator, uh, which is where I met you, Chris and Diana. So telling my story about my burnout and my um, my learning about what I could do with Google with my first graders. These were first graders doing amazing things like hyperdocs and things like that. I found so much passion in supporting educators that were either A, struggling with ed tech integration themselves and really those hesitant um, adopters of, of educational technology in Google. And I found such a correlation between them and their struggle with teacher burnout. So I wanted to offer something other than simple, um, I say simple lightly, but other than simply just offering educational technology consulting and running workshops at our local education service center, I wanted to serve teachers in a different way. I wanted the, to show them how they can use educational technology to um, be more efficient, um, not just more engaging, and how to um, lighten their workload by using um, these amazing tools that we have at our fingertips, at least most of us have at our fingertips now. So um, so now Burned in Teacher it has several components. Um, right now I'm running a small group program for teachers struggling with burnout. I actually just got off of our first uh, Zoom call and so I, I support teachers that way. I also started the Burned in Teacher podcast in September where teachers come on and share their stories of burnout. Experts come and share their suggestions and their struggle with burnout as well. Um, and then I go solo sometimes and share my own experiences or research that I've learned and help to support teachers that way. Um, I also do online courses um, that is in the area of the, the Google training and the ed tech consulting, but it always seems to come around to teacher struggles and how they really want to use that educational uh, technology or technology in general to help serve their needs as teachers as well. So I found a really strong correlation by um, just through experience on how teachers can um, be going through burnout and not see the value in educational technology or technology at all and how I can help to um, help them to learn how to use it to serve them. That's awesome. And, and I think I'll just speak for myself. Um, in my experiences talking to Amber, uh, you know, in person at some of the conferences here in the state and sort of through social media, um, my biggest takeaway is just like, can we all just embrace um, our our own weaknesses and own them and 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 learn from those? And I just, to me, the humility um, that we're that we face every day in education. Um, that's one of the great things that I love about Burned In Teacher and all that you're doing is is just sort of you know, putting your arms around the struggle and then turning that into something positive uh, for the people that you work with and the, and the groups that you're communicating with. Thank you. And that's the whole idea because that's where, when I was going through burnout, I did not just go through it once. Um, number one, I wasn't being reflective on the real struggle that I was having, which it turns out has a lot to do with myself and my personality. And I'm not going to call myself a type A because a lot of people take pride in saying they're a type A, but it can be really detrimental to your success as a teacher and your you striving for that work-life balance. Um, but 
I definitely had some patterns that I was not realizing and that I was very, very happy to blame on others. And when I finally decided to step back, and a lot of this really happened um, after I had gone to the Google Summit and decided to get Google certified, I was beginning to feel so different about not just teaching, but about my career and my life in general. And I started doing a lot of writing and reflecting, and that's where the blog came in. And I, I felt like, wow, if I would have just embraced these challenges that I was having and done something about them and really taken control, and that's something that I say um, to my teachers is take control, be your own hero. And I've actually, I've heard that just through association a lot lately is be your own hero. And that's what I teach teachers to do with be, begin where you are. And I don't know if you know that burned in is an acronym. It's all about really reflecting and thinking about where this started. Um, when did this physic, where have you been? how long have you been in this place physically and mentally and emotionally? And I had been in that place basically since I started teaching 12 years ago. And that's really sad. That was 12 years of my life that I spent riding this roller coaster of burnout, not burnout, and not really knowing the reason why I kept going back to that place. And I, I said in the blog that I felt like I built that roller coaster and rode it myself. And it, it took a while for me to really realize what those patterns were, those ups and downs, and I had to I had to step off of it and look at it from a different perspective because I couldn't see it clearly from where I was sitting on, on that roller coaster that I had built. So if you were to give our viewers just one big takeaway um, for the teachers, educators that are having a rough uh, week or um, days or months or whatever, um, what's something you know that they could do this week to help combat some of that? Okay, Michelle, I'm going to answer your question by actually giving you two, but they build on each other. So number one, actually, I just went back to my first blogger account today because I was writing a post about um, sharing your, uh, your game-changing ideas and how you can do that as an educator who didn't think you had any good ideas. So I went back to my original blogger account and my most popular, and I'm talking by the thousands, my most, my most popular blog post ever that I've ever written to this day was back in April of, uh, it may have been April 2016, it could have been the year after. 65,000 page views, 65,000. And my other blog posts have in the neighborhood of a couple of couple hundred, um, some of them even less. And it was titled, Stop the Shame, Admit That You're Burned Out So You Can Do Something About It, something along those lines. But stop the shame and just tell somebody, admit to it. And Second of all, find out what type of burnout that you're dealing with. Like, learn about it, study it. There are three types of burnout that you can experience for, for several reasons. No type of burnout that anybody is going through is exactly the same because we're all so different. It's so subjective based on our grade level and our personality and how long we've been where we are and what our triggers are. But the first one is worn out burnout. So this is where you become really apathetic and resentful of all of the apathy that you're receiving from your students or your administrators or their parents, that you're working so hard and exhausting yourself and not seeing any of the benefits. Uh, the second kind is classically burned out. So this is especially um, 
This is our, our zero to five year teachers where you start out really excited. It's also called frenetic. So that means like you're excitedly running all over the place, doing all the things. You're happy to um, volunteer to be the coach or the club leader. Um, and you eventually, you've given up all this time. You're a popular teacher because you say yes to everything and you do everything you can to build the best relationships possible, which is great. But then those boundary lines continue to be crossed. And then the third type is, um, is under challenge. So you're not angry, you're not resentful, you're not frustrated, you're not exhausted, you're bored. And you feel like you need a challenge, you, you need something new. And I feel like, I went personally through all three of those at different seasons of my teaching career. And really, I think too that this should be talked about is teaching is exhausting. It's extremely hard work. And we do get sometimes um, bogged down a little bit by the apathy and the challenges that we are asked to face every day with our kids. But also understanding that burnout is not specific to teachers. Many service professions go through burnout. Um, the police force, and Diana, maybe you can speak to that a little bit with your husband. Um, nurses, the medical field, all of these imp so important um, service professions that are out there to serve hard, they go through burnout because people that go into those professions, they want to serve so hard. They want to fix everything. They want everything to be okay. They want. They also want their hard work to be acknowledged, and sometimes it's not. In fact, most times it's not. So number one is stop being ashamed. Speak up. Talk to somebody. Don't just vent ask for support, and then find out what type of burnout that you're struggling with so you can tackle it in the way that it needs to be tackled. That was a long way around to get to your answer, but I hope that was what you were looking for. <laughs> Thanks for all of that. Um, it's really, really good advice. Um, and one of the things that I've, I've always respect and, and love about what you're doing is um, you're kind of tackling something that is sort of, um, you know, taboo you know it, it's hard for a teacher to admit that and and there's a realness to to what you're doing and and i know i appreciate that and i know other teachers do as well so um with with that being said um let's let's get away from being serious the 411 we like we like to talk shop but we like to also have fun so um we are going to do a food challenge we asked on social media uh, for people to share some weird food combinations that are actually tasty and we are going to uh try them for the first time and, and share it to the group so um let's let's do this oh i'm so ready for this <laughs> So for one of our weird food combinations, you all suggested ravioli with cherry Pop-Tart crumbles on top. And I thought I was gonna be cute and get out of, get out of this particular, what well, sounds very disgusting concoction because I am vegetarian, so I can't eat beef ravioli. Uh, but it was brought to my attention that they do in fact make cheese ravioli, so. Here we go. I'm going to try ravioli with a crumbled cherry Pop-Tart topping. Ugh. Okay, so here we go. I did not pack a lunch. This is my lunch. I hope this is not as disgusting as it looks. So this is what we're working with. That is some cheese ravioli and one Pop-Tart 
crumbled up on top. Moment of truth. <laughs> so disgusting. It's not even the best kind of Pop-Tart. It's weird, but it's definitely not awful. Hold on. It's definitely not bad. I'm gonna finish this for lunch. Michelle, you mentioned that it's not the best type of Pop-Tart. What is the best type of Pop-Tart? Right, I was going to go on record saying that it is very clearly brown sugar cinnamon. S'mores, hands down. I definitely want to try the cherry Pop-Tart on top of the ravioli. And I don't eat either of those on a regular basis. Okay, so I am going to be trying some vanilla ice cream with soy sauce on top. I'm gonna let you see this in action. One sec. There's my uh, perfectly good vanilla ice cream. And I've got some um, light soy sauce. Not sure how much to put on. Oh God. Okay, that looks fine. And let's just get a little, let's get a little, little light here. Here we go. That is not good. It tastes like dog food. It's dog food, dog food. That was hard to watch. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, that soy sauce is like, I feel like it's just gonna like curdle that perfectly good vanilla ice cream. You should have put a cherry pop tart on top of it. Ugh. <laughs> All right, I'll go next. I took inspiration from the hilarious video that someone shared and I decided to do the boiled egg with banana. Now, fun fact, these eggs are actually a week old. We'll see how this goes. So I'm mashing up the banana and the banana is cold because it was in the refrigerator too, so. Something that I noticed when he was trying the boiled egg with the banana is that he had very distinct smacking noises, sorry. So I'm gonna try to uh, emulate those as well. All right, here we go. Oh my gosh, I wanna make sure I get an equal distribution of egg and banana. Sorry, I keep losing my focus. It's not bad. I think I will have this for dessert after I have ravioli with cherry pop darts.
Wait. Like they've been cooked and they've they've been cooked for a week? Or they're just week old eggs? Am I missing something? I got eggs that are like two weeks old, just in there, chilling. Get it? Chilling. That's gross. I I wouldn't. That was quite the sensory experience. Um, I'm not sure how to react to that. All right. Sarah Wilking says, how about a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich? Yummy. Peanut butter is my most favorite food of all time. And I feel like we're at risk for ruining that. So... Here we go. On this side, you have the most glorious food. Jif, which is not gif. Notice there's not a G. It's Jif with a J. Peanut butter. On this side, Hellman's. Mayo. Okay. But I'm guessing should not be mixed. Here we go. Make my sandwich. And... I can't. Like, I don't know that I'd make it, but it's not bad. Like, it's okay. There's a the saltiness to the mayo that goes okay with the peanut butter. <laughs> Too many sounds. Okay, my turn. Hold on. What kind of peanut butter sandwich was that? I want to see you make like a regular peanut butter and jelly. This is a debate we have in my house often. There needs to be much, much more peanut butter on that. Much more peanut butter and much more mayo. There needs to be like way more stuff on that sandwich. Please do it again. Oh. Hi there. Welcome to the Painter House. This evening I'll be dining on one of the finest, strangest, weirdest collection of food I think I've ever come across. Got a grilled cheese. Get a good look. Ooh. Nice melty Colby Jack with slices of banana. I enjoy all of the foods that are a part of this. Will they be good together? Here we go. Oh, mm mm. Mm -mm. Nope. Nope. Mm -mm. No. Banana fallout. No. Uh uh. No. No, 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 no. Here's why. Uh uh. I gotta put a filter on this. No. Here's why.
I was, mm, mm -mm. yeah. Okay. Here's why that was gross. Um, it, it was what I was worried about. Bananas, delicious. Um, grilled cheese, delicious. Pick the cheese. Go nuts. You put these things all together, and it just tastes like all of the individual things. There's no complimenting. The banana doesn't compliment the Kojak. The Kojak doesn't compliment the banana. The Brit, forget it. This is just a collection of food in a sandwich, and it, it doesn't work for me. So whoever suggested this, no thank you. My friends are so, so weird. <laughs> I think the 411 needs a cooking show. Marcus, that was the ambiance. You had it all, all going. Now we just need to work on the food. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Marcus, nice, nice job. Um, so look for the 411 cookbook uh, in stores uh, near you. And um, thank you, Amber, uh, for being a part of it. Could you share with, with our audience um, where the, they can contact you? Yes. So you can find me on all social media, basically all social media, at Burned In Teacher. Um, you can email me at support at burnedinteacher.com. Of course, if you go to burnedinteacher.com, there's a contact form there. And of course, you can also find me on iTunes and Google Play um, at the Burned In Teacher podcast. Thank you so much for allowing me to spend the evening with you guys. It was really, really fun. I might finish that after we're done. And that is, uh, how do you say, ah yes, the 411.